You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. No days off! No days off! No days off! No days off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball! With Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr.comer on weei.com. Of the Off Day Podcast. I guess we'll call this the NFL Predictions Podcast, as we're here as the NFL season's, I guess, already underway with the, Steel, the uh, Chiefs and Texans Thursday night, but. Most of those games will kick off on Sunday, so there's still plenty of time to run through our uh, season-long predictions. Yes, although I will admit that some of my predictions were potentially affected by uh, Thursday night's action. (laughs) Yeah, probably in some of the player awards uh, for the the year. Oh, Coach of the Year, Bill O'Brien. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. (laughs) What about Andy Reid with his face shield? Yeah, can you – what was the point of that? It seemed terrible. Like, I look at Bill O'Brien, and he's just got a plain mask – and he looks fine. And then Andy Reid is behind this fogged up, like weird. It couldn't have been comfortable, enjoyable. And maybe he felt, or maybe it's a Mahomes thing. Maybe Mahomes felt like he couldn't hear him when he talked through a mask. And that's possible. It looked awful. Like it looked. Maybe, um, maybe Mahomes needs to lead, read his lips in a way. <sighs> but he's not going to be able to read his lips through that fogged up freaking mask. Like. Yeah. He looks like me when I'm going to weed whack in a hot summer day. <laughs> like, yeah. I think maybe there'll be some adjusting uh, for game two. Uh, that's probably accurate. But other than that, it was uh, good to have football back. Yes. I guess just quick thoughts. Did you notice like uh, weird like impressions any different than you thought? Like was there the lack of fans noticeable? Like how was the game perceived on TV? Did you have any surprises? Um, no. I mean, I didn't really – nothing – I would say stood out to me in terms of that stuff, positive yeah. or negative, like the, the background noise was there, that hum yeah. or whatever, but didn't bother me. You could still definitely hear like the calls and the field action. Right. Um, the crowd was what I expected, just sort of an awkward, it's almost like they're playing the game two hours before the game, like the small number of people that'd be in the stands to watch. Yeah, like, like I kind of just kept saying like, this is a blowout and there's five minutes left in the game. Right. Like, so, but it didn't adversely affect my viewing no. experience or no nope. um or anything and i thought you know the broadcast was fine i didn't think anything different of the broadcast uh al michaels made me laugh out loud um when chris collinsworth said is there anything better than being one and oh and al michaels goes two and oh no <laughs> like, no i thought he said two and oh yeah uh, right. yeah 
Right. And I was like, yeah, that's the right answer. <laughs> like, it made me, it, it was the dumbest thing. And for some reason, it's maybe because it was 11 o'clock at night, maybe I was tired. <laughs> like it right. struck a nerve and I just laughed out loud. Um, but other than that, I thought it was, you know, NFL football. I thought we got what we expected from, um, I will say there wasn't as much, I guess, notable sloppiness. Like that, uh, that was kind of my takeaway. There were no penalties either. No penalties. Like preseason games usually are full of flags. Right. And even like the only real glaring hideous tackling I remember was the uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire touchdown run where the linebacker just whiffed on him, went yeah. to tack, like met him in the hole, should have dropped him for a three-yard gain, and instead he ran right through the arm tackle and scored. But other than that, I didn't think – I mean, certainly the, the Texans' offense didn't look great, but I don't no. know that I – I'm not sure you can give them the excuse that that was just because it was the first game. They might not right. be a great offense. Like, who well, knows? I also think the Chiefs' defense is better than a lot of people think it is. Right. So, um, no, I thought it was a good first game, and you certainly saw, like, to me, and we'll get into, you know, things like MVP and stuff and, you know, the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes didn't even play great and just ho-hum through three touchdowns. They cruised to like, a victory. Their offense was probably – like, why would you give that Chiefs offense as a letter grade last night? Like a B minus, a B? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, based on their potential. Right. Like for right. other teams, that might – if the Patriots do that, I'll be very impressed and happy. But yes. given their expectations, yeah, that was a very B minus type performance. They can be so much more than that. But they're – well, we can get into this, but they're the old Patriots. They yes. have a ho-hum performance and cruise to a victory scoring 34 points or whatever. Like, right. That's their reality. But, okay, let's get into the awards. All right. Uh, you, what do you want to start? Patriots? Patriots record, 8-8. Eight 9-7. Eight. Oh, you're such a homer. Jeez. What do you get? So do you have them making the playoffs? I do. I think I have them squeaking in as the wild card. We'll get to yeah. the division winners. But um, it, it's they're so up in the air, and, and we've done this a lot. You and I, I did it with Dale and Keith the other day, sort of the idea of, who is slash could be the third best team in the AFC. It's pretty much accepted that Chiefs Ravens are the the cream of the crop in the AFC. Right. And then I think it's wide open. And totally have, agree. like, there's so many teams like the Steelers where some people think they're a Super Bowl team. Yep. And some people think like the Roethlisberger era is like yes. over. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like some people think Phil Rivers can change the Colts. Some people think Phil right. Rivers sucks. Right. And all those, and you know, the Titans, are they going to build off of what they did last year? Or was that an aberrational run and Ryan Tannehill's going to suck again and look like Dolphins sucky Ryan Tannehill and yes. Eric Henry gets hurt or, you know, the, the one that I'm interested in, we did an exercise on Dale and Keith yesterday where we just said, can every, can each team and you name the team, can they win the Super Bowl? Like if everything goes right or like, do yep. they have the ability? And we ended up, I think with 19 teams that, if everything goes right, could win the Super Bowl. But one that we we argued over was the Browns. And I said, of course they could. Like, of course they, they could. Just the talent fans. they have. Like, so they're a team, if they stay as the Browns, the first-year coach, it doesn't work, Mayfield sucks, whatever, then they stink. Right. What if, they, what if you say Mayfield looks like the guy from the end of his rookie year, he's right. learned better. Beckham, the new Beckham coach is like a stud receiver, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're a team that I think is a – the variance on what people think they could be or what is interesting. And there's a lot of those teams, the chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos. Sure. Yep. So um, what were we talking about? 
Well, you just said the Patriots were nine and seven. I mean, eight and no, eight. eight. I said and eight. nine and seven. Yeah, I got to make in the playoffs because I think they'll be the two good teams. They'll probably be a couple next-tier good teams that separate themselves from the pack. And then you're just going to have a pack of teams in December that if they win the last game or they're going to make the playoffs, tiebreakers, I'll give them the homer benefit of the doubt. Well, I, it will stun me if they don't. I was going to say, I think uh, as we go on in this, I'm going to get called the homer even more as this goes on. Jesus Christ. Yep. Okay, uh, well, let's proceed, homer. AFC East. I have the Patriots. I'm assuming you have the Bills. I do have the Bills. I, I mean, but we're not that far apart, I guess. You have the Patriots winning the division at 9-7? and seven. Yeah, yeah. So you, the AFC East is becoming the NFC and, East. And I'm, you, you already have the Patriots as the wild card. I have the Bills as the wild card. So it's kind of like, you know, right. inter, it's not, we're not that far off. Could we're not ES- one game here, one game there. We're not ESPN's simulation that had Bills 11-5, and five, Patriots 5-11 and 11, tied for second. No, we're not. We're not. Yeah, and, I, and I, it won't surprise me if, as I said, that it's, it is like the NFC East, where it's sort of down to the wire, win the division game to win the division. Yeah, I was going to say, that last – don't they play at Gillette on Monday night, like in December? I think so, yeah. Like, I think that game could determine who wins the division. Right. And obviously, most of it hinges probably on the quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Josh Allen, who's Correct. better, more consistent, whatever. Um, okay, so NFC uh, – AFC North. Ravens. Ravens, me too. South? Colts. Colts over Titans, do tell. I just think that Phillip Rivers, it's, I mean, again, I think I have the Titans making the wild card. So that, it's not, I'm not saying like they're going to run away the, with the division. So I just think Phillip Rivers sort of boosts the Colts. Like I've liked the Colts for the last couple of years. I really like Chris Ballard, what he's done there. And I, I think that uh, better, an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett propels them to the division. Yeah, I'm not a big Phillip Rivers guy. Um, I'm not either, but I just think that that team's like just a decent quarterback away. I think he finds ways to underachieve. He throws interceptions at times. Well, they're an interesting team. I have Tennessee winning the South begrudgingly. Um, I don't think they'll be dominant like they were sort of the end of last season. Um, But I I like – to me, it's probably – I'm kind of picking Mike Vrabel. I like Mike Vrabel a lot. Okay. Um, and I think if it's a dogfight division, I'll say he does just enough. And obviously the clowny talent on defense helps them. And I think they have just enough because I think that's a pretty – that's like the East. It's mediocre. There's yep. questions and we'll see. Uh, the West, I assume we both have the Chiefs winning the West. No, I have the Broncos. You have the Broncos beating the Chiefs? No, I have the Chiefs. Jesus oh, Christ. Jack. I never know with you. You do some silly things. No, um, I have the Chiefs. So wild card, I have Pats, Steelers, and Raiders. Ooh, all right. I have Bills, Steelers, Titans. I'll be honest with you, the Raiders won. I, I kind of wanted a little bit of a wild card team. You, you know the NFL puts out all those things like, all these teams made the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs. So, they, so we, we have the same playoff team, except you have the Raiders and I have the Colts. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I think – the Patriots, the Colts, the Raiders, the Brown, like there's going to be some interesting bottom tier playoff teams there. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders made the playoffs. Um, would you put the Steelers? I have them as a, a wild card. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Are they a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, just because if Roethlisberger plays his potential and Juju Smith-Suster and their offense, their defense is much better. Like I, yeah, I do. I agree because. To me, they either stink because Roethlisberger's toast 
and it's a debacle of a season, they need to find a quarterback. Or if they make the playoffs, like we both have predicting, then they're a contender. Then I mean, I just look at what they did last year. They almost made the playoffs with their horrific quarterback situation, and their defense carried them all year. And I just – I think that that defense will be pretty much as good as it was last year and add in Roethlisberger at quarterback. That's – I think they're a playoff team. And um, I got to give Tomlin credit, like, I don't like him as a coach. I don't think he's me, a very good coach. Me neither, but he gets it done. Right. He's, he's got a little Billy O'Brien to him, like, where I think he'll screw up in the end, and I wouldn't want him as my coach, but he kind of matches But when you go and look at his success or there, you know, year by year, he gets it done. Yeah. Um, okay, NFC. East, Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, North, Vikings. Vikings. Uh, South, Bucks. Saints. Ooh, I hate Tom Brady. Ooh. I have, um, I have, I have, I'm assuming you have the Saints in the wild card. I do. Um, yeah. and I, have Bucks, I have Bucks in the wild card. 49ers in the West? Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, my most interesting team. I have the 49ers. Wild cards, I have um, the Saints, the Packers, and the Eagles. All right. I have Buccaneers, Eagles, Packers. And I don't have the Seahawks making the playoffs. Right? And I don't have the 49ers making. Uh, I think, and I, and I, I actually wrote down tough. The NFC is tough. Yep, sure There's is. some good teams in the, or I don't know if they're good. Like the Eagles are a very controversial team. Oh yeah. I don't think that they're great, but they're decent enough to make, to contend for the playoff spot. Like I think those teams are better. Like we have Bill oh, yeah. Patriots. The same thing as it was last year. The NFC is a much better conference than the AFC. Not much even better. Yeah, it's like a lot of these teams I don't think could hang in the NFC. I, I really don't. Nope. Um, um, I, I just – I think the 49ers are just – a lot of things have gone wrong for them already. The, isn't that always the thing? The, Super, the team that loses in the Super Bowl always sucks next year. I just think things are trending towards that. I'm not saying, like, they're going to go, you know, 5-11. Five and, five and 11. I just I – I think that division's tough, and I think they're probably a 500 team that misses out just because the NFC is so good. I'll be honest, some of that's with my heart because I get uh, a little annoyed with the Jimmy Garoppolo's sort of put-downs and hate, yep. and I just want him to kind of be a consistent – Playoff contender. Yeah, playoff quarterback, and I th certainly think they have the team. I think defensively up front they're good. Their, you know, ability to run the football, like, he's good. If Kittle doesn't, you know, die or something. Yep. So many of these, by the way, I, I look at it like fantasy football. Like, you draft somebody – you draft Zeke with the third pick. If he blows his ACL, your fantasy football season's over. So many of these are the same way. Like, my son goes, whoa, you don't have Seattle in the playoffs? I go, yeah, Russell Wilson will probably get hurt. Like, that's my excuse. Like, but if he doesn't, maybe. Yeah, I, I really like the Seahawks. I, I like their passing attack. They, they seem to just play well in big games. Like, again, same thing with Pete Carroll. I'm not a huge fan, but just look at his success. And I, and I would put Seattle in the old Belichick thing. Before you can win, you have to not lose. And they will not lose a lot. They won't yeah. shoot themselves in the foot. Correct. And I, I think Russell Wilson is a very, very good quarterback. Uh, I do too. I like him a lot. Um, so I have KC over Pittsburgh for the AFC title game. I have Kansas City over the New England Patriots. Oh my God. You and so, Rick Keith. So, I, so I think that... I wrote an article this morning that's describing you two homers. I think this year is going to be another year where things just go the Patriots way. Like you said, that the division, the AFC, you have the Chiefs and the Ravens, and then everybody else. I predict that the Ravens fall in the first round, and the Patriots get lucky and don't have to play them. Yeah, but are they good enough to even, like, 
win consistently because we have them as the wild card, so they got to win the wild card, the divisional. You have them in the wild card. I have them in the division. Oh, that's right. But that's still – They could have to play on wild card weekend, yes. We yeah. ran through the records out, yeah. Only one bye right now. Right. Um, yeah, I just – I'm sorry. I put them a little bit where they were at the end of last year. Like, when you play good teams or competitive teams, I think you're capable of winning, capable of losing. So I can't say you're going to string together two or three in a row to get to where you need to be. Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree. I just – I'm. Sort of like your logic for not having the Seahawks in the playoffs. Russell Wilson gets hurt. I have everything going the Patriots' way, and they get a cupcake in the playoffs and just march right on to play the Chiefs. First of all, there are no cupcakes. They are a cupcake. And everything's gone their way forever. Sooner or later, it's not going to go their way. Karma, something. Just, it's going to continue for one more year. What a homer. You're just, oh, Ryan Hannibal, I like him. I'm going to follow him on Twitter and like all his posts because he likes the Patriots. Uh, that's not the case. You're one of those guys. Not the case. Uh, NFC. Okay, NFC. I have the Saints over the Cowboys. I am turning back the clock like 25 years. Cowboys over 49ers. Cowboys go to the Super Bowl for Jerry Jones. Yeah, I like the Cowboys this year. I think I don't. that seems to be a trendy pick. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Cowboys going deep this year is pretty trendy. I'm usually not trendy, but apparently now I'm trendy. Yes. Um, so Super Bowl, I have KC over Dallas. KC repeats. I have KC over the Saints. Um, KC Dallas would be a fun Super Bowl. Like, yes, star power, interesting. KC over player. the Saints would be good. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Drew Drew Brees and like I, I think the Saints offense is really really good. That'd be fun to watch. It'd be high scoring Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would agree with all that. I'd also, for me, interestingly, to have Dallas in the Super Bowl, not only is it Dallas breaking free of sort of their Dallas mold, but I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott guy, but I just think that team with a new coach, an offensive-minded coach, yep. I think they have the makings for a run. And, by the way, yeah, he can make yep. himself a crap load of money. Yep. And just what we saw last night with the Chiefs there, we talked about it. They didn't have their best performance on offense, but still put up 30-plus points and rolled to a win. So. And um, I mocked all the fantasy uh, experts and websites and rankings that made Clyde Edwards-Alaire like the – Should have been a first-round pick. I, I took him one of my leagues. And he uh, – well, my wife took him because she was on auto-draft and he fought he like early. Yeah. And um, he definitely looks like – I thought he'd be rookie of the year yeah. when he was drafted. Now he might be better than that. He might be like a significant and he's yeah, he he looked very, very good. And just and, watching him visually is fun. Like and his, I don't even think that the Chiefs sort of like they split. Like he wasn't their number one, number one back last. Yeah, no. And and I don't think you can, you know, kill him. No. But, but I, I think he, he has room to be even better. He could certainly be, you know, a thousand yard rusher and 600 yard receiver somewhere you know maybe more than yep. that something like that I, I think he's going to be because one of the the things that was talked about if you remember at the combine was how some teams almost viewed him as a slot receiver not yeah. a running back yep so I think and Andy Reid there's probably not a better place for a coach to have a, a toy to play with and right like for example if you put Edwards Alaire Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill on the same side of the field like Good defensively luck. That's a lot to deal with. That's that's scrambling. So I think his role, if he can stay healthy, his role will only evolve. But uh, so let's get into the the awards because we'll go to the Patriots later in the list, right? Sure. Okay. So MVP. I'm Patrick. going outside the box here. Patrick Mahomes. Yep, me too. <laughs> I mean, you just watch him, and like I said, he has a 
a ho-hum game and you got three touchdowns, you're like, you're just 211 yards is, you know, efficient performance. I just, and, and the chiefs are going to be one of the better teams in the league. Once again, that usually goes to a, 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 on a, a team, a player on a team that's winning. Like it's, right. if he doesn't get hurt, they're going to win 12 games. He's going to throw 40 something or more touchdown passes. Like, yep. I don't know. I hate being boring and, you know, inside the box but sometimes the the simple answer is the right answer yep offensive player of the year okay this is where i pick with my fantasy team but also in line with my predictions i'm going to say that uh ezekiel elliott has a massive year both as a runner and a receiver i think the opportunities in that offense um i think he's gonna i think you're looking at a massive 2000 plus yard total yard season I like so it. Zeke that leads the cowboys to the super bowl I guess I kind of go in the same way because I had the Saints in the Super Bowl. So I'm going with Drew Brees. Drew I mean, Brees in what yeah. could be his final season. Yeah. You see some of those comments where he alluded to he's got nothing to lose? Yep. Kind yep. of coming to the end of the line. Yeah, here. I, I kind of view the Saints this year as like kind of knowing that and going like all in. Like this is our last, last chance. And like this is – we're going to do this. I like it. I like it. And it's kind of just because everybody else says Tom Brady is the offensive player of the year. How about Drew Brees? Like, don't, don't forget about him. I'll be happy if either wins it because those are my two fantasy quarterbacks, my combined 88-year-old fantasy quarterbacks. Whatever there you go. Happens. There you go. Um, defensive player of the year. I had two choices. They both came from the same division. It's a division that I, you know, the old AFC North. Um I was either T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, T.J. So I went with Miles Garrett because maybe the Browns are a sneak sleeper team, and I think he's, you know, new contract and coming yep. off of the whole helmet racial oh, yeah. thing. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Miles Garrett has like 23 sacks or something and wins defensive player. We're pretty similar. I got T.J. Watt. I think that he's going to have a lot of sacks, and I think that's going to propel him to win that. I want to give you a sneaky, sneaky one. Sure. Robert Quinn. For the Bears. I think him aligning with um, Khalil Mack is going to – the Bears probably are going to stink because they have no quarterback and you can't right. win. But I think him and Khalil Mack is going to be tremendous. And I think pick your poison. Teams are going to kind of pick Khalil Mack. And I think yep. Quinn gets some favorable matchups. So I've always been a Quinn guy all the way back to the draft. Um, I wanted the Patriots to try to go get him. Uh, so I'm saying Robert Quinn, sneaky defensive player of the year candidate. All right. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, I went with my Super Bowl team. He uh, came back from, you know, a couple of years off. Mike McCarthy, um, I think, has a lot of talent in Dallas. I also think he's a guy that if just looking from afar, it definitely seemed like his tenure petered out in Green Bay. Yep. yep. So maybe yep. this is the best, like, rejuvenation year yeah. in Dallas. Fresh start with Dak, moves on from yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, sure. So I'm going with Mike McCarthy to uh, sort of build up his own resume. And I mean – if, if he does what I think he is, he's going to talk, start yeah. talking about becoming a Hall of Fame coach. Like you go well, to if he goes to the Super Bowl, then there's no question that he deserves Coach of the Year. Right. So, who you got? William Belichick. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if the Patriots made it to the AFC title game, they, they did something right. A 9-7 and seven Patriots, Bill Belichick gets Coach of the Year. Yep. So, you must think their roster really stinks. Yep, because it does. No, I know. but so Because he, he's overcoming to get to 9-7 and seven in a division round. Yes. 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 Jeez. Fred Kirsch is blushing somewhere. That's so much of a homer. He's going to be blushing even more. Comeback player of the year. What do you got? Cam Newton. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing here? If it gets to the AFC telegame, Newman's going to have to have a monster season. Is a Pat's Pulpit podcast or Pat's Propaganda? I mean, <laughs> want to call Jerry Thornton and Fitzy over to do the next one with you? Well, I warned you ahead of time. I warned you ahead of time. Cam Newton, comeback player of the – I mean, he's certainly a candidate. Like, it's, right, right. I'm making fun of you, but he's definitely a candidate, a strong candidate. I, this is one that was very much influenced by what I watched last night, uh, David Johnson. Okay. I think he's going to be the centerpiece of that offense. Like, you know who yep. sucks too? And I, I just – Brandon Cooks. Like, uh, last yeah. night, yeah. late in that game, he's crossing for a nice gain. It just, like, bounces off his hands. Like, yep. he is – he is the weirdest receiver ever. He's going to put together this career of like a thousand yards. yards receiving with all these right. thousand. And I'm going to, and like, it's going to be a hard argument statistically. And I'm going to say he stinks. He was overrated. Well, just look at his time with New England. Like, there is, I'm assuming you're in that same boat that was kind of not all in on him. And oh, yeah. You got crucified for that because everybody's pointing to the numbers. But like, right. how many plays did he really make? He had that catch. Early in the season that won the game against Houston, I think it was. But other than that, what what big play did he have? He didn't. It's so it he's right. such a strange like career study or whatever. And well there's, there's also there's a reason why he's on how many teams is this now? Right. He's what he's not even thirty years old. Right. As a thousand yard receiver, he gets traded every offseason. Right. There's a reason for that. Um so yeah, I have David Johnson. You have the Homer Relicious pick of the year and Cam Newton. Yep. Uh, other candidates, I, I got to think Rob Gronkowski. I was going to say, Gronk, I actually thought you might go that direction. but uh, I'm rooting for that. I just don't know. I will say, it's a quick aside, did you watch uh, Tommy and Gronky? No, I Buck saw the promo and said, I'm good. Oh, you're such a jilted lover douche. Uh, it was very funny. I enjoyed it. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. I was a little, um, you know jealous as a former Patriots.com employee. I don't know the last time we got something like that. Um, <laughs> They're sitting on a field with like their feet in a little like kids pool and laughing it up and having fun. Would have been nice if we got that kind of content. If Brady uh, was... yeah, no, no. Um, okay, so now we get to the Patriots awards. No, we got offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Oh, offensive rookie of the year. The same one I said on draft night. I think I even said it in our podcast or something. Clyde Edwards Alaire. It's the perfect player yeah, for the easy. perfect team, perfect fit. And last night just solidified that. And then I'll go uh, cliche. Yeah, me too. Chase Young. Hello? Right. Hello? What'd you Hello? say? Who'd Hello? you say? Is this thing on? Yes. Chase Young. Yep. We both said the same thing. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Patriots. So, uh, I'll let you say your MVP. Cam Newton. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's the quarterback. It's kind of how it works. And I don't know – I mean, I guess the others would be like Stefan Gilmore would be a candidate. Well, that's kind of when I went through this. There's not a lot of options. Right. Um, so, okay, offensive player of the year. I did not go Julian Edelman. I didn't either. Sony Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear Andy's laughing in the background. Um. I went James White. Uh, I think oh, – the, the take was so bad, someone had to call in to, to complain. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I think James White is just Mr. Consistency. And I've talked about I don't think it's fair to count on Edelman to just roll out of bed, catch 100 passes. I think right. he's probably going to have a down year. And I think James White is still in that mold where he'll probably catch 70 balls. 
And See, I have this thing. I, I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. I don't think James White is going to connect with Cam as much as he did with Brady. Really? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know why. That's just the gut that I have. Okay. I like it. That's a uh, interesting take that I haven't necessarily heard because. And so, like, I'm not, like, I'm not all in on Sony Michelle. Just combine the fact that Damian Harris is hurt. Like, I just think that the running game is going to be a big part in the offense. And as of now, Sony Michelle is the lead back. So that's why I'm going. I'm not, I'm not like a big Sony fan. I'm just that. And I don't think James White's going to connect with Cam. So just process of elimination. Who else would, is an option? So, um, see, I'm intrigued here because you have the Patriots nine and seven, they win the East. But you don't have Edelman having a great year. You don't have James White having a great well, year. Well, I'm not saying Edelman could have, you know, 700 yards receiving. What do you have um, Sony Michelle doing to earn Offensive Player of the Year? Rushing, some- r- rushing for over 1,000 yards and probably double-digit touchdowns. But nothing in the receiving game. This is based solely on his rushing. Correct. Okay. Um, defensive Player of the Year. Stephon Gilmore. I, I wanted to say somebody different, but I, I'm like – I kind of did too, but I was to say, who would it be? Like, you can give it to Lawrence Guy. Like, who else is even there? Like, Devin McCourty? Like I, – No, I think J.C. Jackson would be the pick sure. just because, you know, the, the cliche. They don't throw at Gilmore. They stay yeah. away from his side. And we know Jackson is a, is a ball hawk. He'll get interceptions if you give him a chance. Yeah. yeah. But I think you're – I mean, I guess if you wanted to say Chase Winovich or somebody has, like, Double digits, stacks, but I don't see that being the case. Yeah, I don't really either. So I, I, again, sometimes the simple, stupid answer is the right answer. Correct. Like I don't think he'll be a defensive player of the year. I don't either. But just on, on the Patriots, yes. Right. Um, offensive rookie of the year, Devin Asiasi. Same here. I mean, that's, okay. Let's, but what's like the second option, <laughs> Dalton Keene. Dalton Keene. Some some people think that Dalton Keene's going to be like some secret weapon in the passing game. Um, he might be clutch. He might be contributor, but to me, these awards, you have to have numbers. Like yeah. you have to have stats and am I to a vision? Like he would have to have 45, 50 catches, I think to be that. And I don't he would have to have more catches than Asiasi. And I just don't see that. Right. Happening. I don't. I think Asiasi is the simple answer. Um, who's the wild card. I get a wild card answer. Wild card rookie of the year. Yep. Offensive rookie of the year. J.J. Taylor? Yeah. Now, I, it's a wild card. I'm not saying – like, I'm just and – yeah. and it plays into your – doesn't play into my scenario. It plays into yours where maybe, for whatever reason, James White's not quite as big a part, yeah. and J.J. Taylor gets some chances and takes makes the most of them. I'm just saying, wild card. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year. Kyle Duggar. Okay. I, um, I think it's a possibility. I considered him. I went Jennings. No, you could you could make a case for I think any of the three Jennings, Uche, or Duggar. Um, I I like what I saw from Duggar this this summer. I think the speed of the game's not too much for him. I think he's going to play uh, a number of roles for the defense. Sure, Uche and Jennings could have like the sacks numbers, but I just think in terms of like value to the defense, it's um it'll be Duggar. First of all, I didn't like what I saw from any of them this summer because I didn't see anything from any of them. Um, I'm going with Jennings, sort of being the most theoretically pro ready like it won't be too much for him he won't be overwhelmed by what they're gonna ask him to do probably and, and I'm going with he's the king of the the not dip poos here but that he just 
he probably won't have eye-opening numbers. I guess that's what I'm saying. Because I don't think any of them are going to have eye-opening numbers. Right. But I think he could be, you know, what if he has 55 tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, just sort of nice crooked numbers. Sure. You're getting very distracted again. Who are you? What's he focus on? Just making sure everything's running smoothly with the website. Yeah, getting some complaints. <laughs> I did. While we were doing this, I get a text. Uh, good column but it reads very choppy because of the ads and the layout on the site. Yes, it's accurate. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I asked you to add this. We didn't have this on our original lists. Yep. Leading rusher for your New England Patriots. I have the answer for you already because you picked him as your offensive player of the year. Correct. Michelle. He gets over the hump, becomes a thousand yard rusher. Yep. I was thinking about that the other day. If he were a two time thousand yard rusher, how much would that change, like, perception of him? Not much. Because he was right. at 900 both years, right? No. He, or wasn't or he right a, around 900. Yeah. I thought he was 1,000 his rookie season. No, he didn't rush for 1,000. Oh, he, he, his, his average would have been over 1,000. I'm sorry. Right. Right. If, he play, if he played 16 games, yes. He's at uh, 931, 912. Right. So yeah. you're not that far from being a 1,000-yard rusher. Right. And I, I'm with you for me personally. It wouldn't change anything. But I think from um, the perspective of some, the ability to say two-time thousand-yard rusher or has opened his career with consecutive thousand-yard rushing seasons. Yep. I think some people would change it. Um, I have my guy, Damian Harris. I am going down with that ship. I don't care that he's hurt. I yeah, think so, – uh, Is he going to have like a couple 200-yard rushing games? Not 200, but I think he'll have a buck 50. Okay. Um, He's going to need to have a couple of those games unless Tony Michelle gets hurt too. Well, I'm sure he will. Possible. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But so some of that is a little bit with my heart. I just want to see him get a chance. It's also a little bit against Sony because I just not a Sony guy. And leading receiver. Edelman. I want James White, my offensive player of the year. I think Edelman's going to get dinged up and miss some time. That's fair. Um, That's that's certainly plausible. James White's going to be consistent, and I know you have him not quote-unquote clicking or meshing with Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm not going to say that – this isn't saying that James White's going to be not part of the offense. I just don't think that he'll be the same, like, contributor that he was with Brady. Well, that's probably fair. There's going to be growing pains, and it's different. And I also think he and Edelman are in trouble because they're going to face more scrutiny from defenses. Yes, and Uh, I also think, like, some of these plays, like – say third and three in the past that were designed plays for James White could now be read options for Cam Newton. Yeah, I agree. I just also think there's some potential to open some things up with Cam Newton and his scrambling and get James White and dump it out. Like, we'll see. It's going to be interesting, but I'm going with James White having a very nice season. Very, very nice season. Okay. Anything else? Um, do we need any other predictions? I feel like we covered a lot. No, we did. We covered a lot. It's good. Uh, Good bonus podcast for the people out there. Thanks for listening. Be rendered useless as of, you know, Sunday afternoon when somebody gets hurt or yep. we see some team for the first time and say, I can't believe I picked them to go to the playoffs. Or I can't so hopefully you're listening to this before uh, Sunday. Yeah, of course. Our loyal listeners, of course they will. So Soon I guess we can – so we're still – we can't record a podcast at Gillette Stadium after the game like we did last year, but we are still planning on a post-game podcast. Yeah, which will either be later on – probably later Sunday. Yeah, for, for most games, it'll be later on Sunday. Yeah, and we – I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. We are both going to Gillette for the opener. 
Not Could be sure your first time there. Huh? Could be your first and only time there. Well, I'm kind of scared to show my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure we'll be going all year. We've actually talked about a little bit, is there value in one of us being there and then one of us watching on TV to kind of... Yeah, so it's so like the, the press boxes, I think they said it went from 200 capacity down to 60. So a lot of people that are usually there will not be there watching from home. Like there's a different viewing experience. You know, everyone, no fans are at the game. So we're tr like everybody in the world, we're trying to see what works and what's not, what's beneficial for, for us, what's the best thing for us. It's a work in progress. Oh, we, we do have one last prediction. What's that? The game. Oh, the game on Sunday? Yes. You know, the one we're going to be covering. Yeah. Open. Um. I'm going to have that in my prediction to posting tomorrow morning, which I haven't written yet. So I guess I'll have to think on the fly. I think it's going to be a close game. I think we said earlier in the week, we looked up the spread was six and a half. I would take the dolphins plus six and a half. Yep. I'm going to say probably let's go. Um, 24, 21 Patriots. Ooh, nail biter. Uh, I'm going, I, you know, I did my usual main radio hit this morning where I had to do my game prediction. Yep. Couldn't fall back on Belichick and Brady at home. So I uh, still went with the Patriots, though. 20-16, uh, Patriots get the job done. Um, I think there will be some special teams plays, big plays, big turnovers, something in there to sway the game. Maybe it's a Stephon Gilmore big play. Did you notice all week one of the – because we always fixate sometimes on the um, – the messages that you get from every player and then you therefore know that came from Bill and the coaching staff. There was a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick's a gunslinger. He's going to give his team a chance to make plays, but your team has a chance to make plays too. He's going to try to fit it in there, squeeze it. Yep. I heard a lot of that. And I'm going to say that they make a singular play that changes the game on a, on a gunslinger Fitzpatrick play um, to win. By the way, one other prediction. Yep. Who will kick? Nick Folk. Okay. All year? Yes. All year, Nick Folk will be the kicker. Justin Warsher will not kick a single game for the Patriots. Ooh, I like the hot take. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Rohrwasser will be the kicker by Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, another specific to the game, I think that the defense – I know they had a lot of turnover, but I think that a couple of guys talked about it that I think Bill kind of used last year's week 17 game as sort of a motivational tactic. Like, I don't think Devontae Parker is going to do anything. I think Gilmore is going to come to play and not let what happened last year happen again. And uh, I, I would hope so. No, I'm, I'm just saying Parker could have like one catch, like one of those dominant performances from Gilmore. Yeah. I'll be interested to, uh, I'll be interested to see that because that was a, uh, that was the only real black mark on his season. A year ago. I think that knowing the type of person he is, I think that that killed him all offseason. And I think he's glad that this is their first game this year. And I think that he'll, he'll come to play. The flip side of that is it also – it's an opportunity for Devontae Parker to establish himself. He had 1,200 yards a year yep. ago, finished not hot. A big, I think not a big contract, right? Yeah. To establish himself as, you know what, I'm, I'm a top receiver, whatever you want, yep. top five, top ten, whatever you want to ink him as. Um, so that's an interesting matchup for him. Um, and I, we should mention just real quick out of last night, the dolphins, uh, released oh, yeah. a pretty interesting video. That about was how a, a strong video. Yes. Uh, they'll stay in the locker room for the national anthems during the game. Um, the way, if you haven't seen it, the way it was shot was a bunch of players in sort of a dark 
room with just a light on them. Ted Karras, Kyle Van Oyen, Landon Roberts, their captains were part of it. Um, Brian Flores, Dan. Yeah, Brian Flores, with just various phrases of dealing with the social injustice issue. And basically, they're going to stay in. And, and Flores was really good. His final statement was basically, before the media interprets or asks questions, we, the players just answered it for you or something like that. Yep. Uh, I thought it was well done. I thought it was very well done. Yep. Um, because that's going to be, we haven't really touched on it. I don't know that we need to. That's going to be a talking point. Sure will be. Weekend of games is moments of unity, moments of silence. You know, the Kansas City crowd was, booing. I guess, booing um, the moment of unity, which is not a great look, I'd say, for Kansas no. City. And that's um, like what teams stay in the locker room, what teams don't, which players kneel. What do the Patriots do if the Dolphins stay in the locker room? Are the Patriots going to stay in the locker room? Is there any unity there? Um, so that'll be a talking point that I don't know. I don't know how much we'll get into necessarily and need to get into, but. No, we'll acknowledge whatever happens, but I don't think we'll be writing columns off of it. No, no, I don't think we need to do that. Um, all right. So we will be back uh, Sunday. So we save this podcast, by the way, because we will revisit this in January to see who was it, more. This will be in written form on the website in a couple hours. So it'll be out there for everybody to see. And we'll be there forever. So it'll be out there at the end of the year. We come back and look at it. We'll see who was more right, Ryan or Andy. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Peace out.